Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to the show. I believe that who you know is more important than what you know. If you agree, then keep on listening for tips on how to cultivate meaningful connections the right way. If you disagree, then tune in anyway to let me prove you wrong with my journey. My name is Travis Chapel, and this is the Build Your Network Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Freestyle Fridays, where it's just me and you. Just me and you get to know me a little bit better, and I want to get to know you a little bit better. So if you're listening to this right now, be sure to screenshot it, upload it up over to Instagram and your Instagram story. Tag me on that. Um, That way I can jump in, say what's up, and connect with you a little bit better over there. Today, actually going to be an episode that I already recorded for a friend of mine, Omar Zenholm, on his show, The $100 MBA Show. I've done a lot of talking and mentoring on rejection, how to handle rejection and why it's necessary to learn how to handle rejection to have thick skin in the business world. And so for those of you who don't know, I've knocked on thousands of doors. I've done a a lot of door-to-door sales in my day, starting with solar, then did alarms for a while and then ending in a water purification industry. And so I've been told no lots and lots and lots of times. And then now with the podcast, learned a whole new definition of the word no um, by reaching out to potential guests and being turned down by people that I actually respect and admire. So I've I've been rejected all over, all all across uh, just so many different ways by so many different people in so many different forms. And so I have a lot to say on this particular topic. I am excited for you to jump in and give it a quick listen. So enjoy my talk on rejection. Give me some feedback. Let me know what you thought and uh, hope that you get something out of it. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Travis Chappell. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm going to be talking about why overcoming rejection is necessary in your business. You know, I've found that more often than not, one's ability to handle rejection is directly correlated to the level of success that they achieve in their business and really in their life. So before we get started, I want to kind of set the stage here. This is not your typical talk on rejection. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to learn to love no's because the goal of handling rejection is not to love it. All right. That's absolutely ridiculous. It's crazy. I don't care who you are. Everyone gets rejected and no one loves how it feels. (laughs) Nobody likes to actually get rejected. I mean, Tim Ferriss in his new book, Tribe of Mentors, has a whole entire chapter on different people who rejected him when he asked them to be a part of his book. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a, a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is, uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is, is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Okay, this is Tim Ferriss that we're talking about here. And it's a book that has advice from literally some of the most successful people in the world. I mean, A-list celebrities, athletes, billionaires, all these kinds of people. And he got rejected by several people. And when you hear him talk about it, it did not make him feel good. So the goal here is not to make you love rejection or love a no. It's basically just to make you as comfortable with rejection as possible so that you have a higher tolerance for it than most people do. So I'm going to talk about three different ways that you can grow your ability to handle rejection. So let's go ahead and get to it. Number one, conviction. Conviction is the part of the process that simply gets you comfortable enough to go for the ask in the first place. Because if you don't even ask, you can't get rejected. You don't give anybody the opportunity to reject or accept whatever you may have to offer. And there's there's a couple of things you need to be convinced of in order to get started. Number one, you need to be convinced of your product or your service or your company, whatever that means to you. You have to be convinced of that. And I'll give you for an example. So 
I've done a lot of door-to-door sales, a lot of retail sales, and I've sold a lot of different products over a few different industries. But this one time, I remember trying to sell window jobs, construction jobs, like roofing, siding, insulation, gutters, all that kind of stuff. And to be honest, I just didn't really believe in our price point. The company was a great company. The products were great products, but it seemed like we were constantly a 30 to 40% markup on the competition. And some of them, there was a very good reason for it because they had horrible warranties and stuff like that. But a lot of the ones that had the good stuff that was very comparable to how we were, and we were still 30, 40% higher. When somebody would tell me no, I basically would just be like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) To be honest with you, I probably wouldn't do it either. And I'm the one that's trying to sell this stuff. So I didn't have a belief in the product. Okay. Now, Now, remember that there's a difference between a belief and a passion. You don't have to be passionate about it in order to be able to be convinced of it. Um, you just have to have a certain level of belief that allows you to overcome that fear of going in for the ask. Um, so you gotta be convinced of your product, your service, your company, whatever it may be. The second thing you need to be convinced of is your what and your why. And let me explain what I mean by that. We've all heard Simon Sinek talk about your why. If you haven't, you should definitely look up his stuff. His book, Start With Why, is fantastic. He has a TED Talk on it. He is the go-to authority on this topic, if you ask me. So basically, the concept of your why is having a deeper meaning or purpose behind everything that you do. So whenever you get that nervous feeling of, man, I don't want to go in for this ask. I don't want to ask this person this question. Your why should be the thing that you can look back into the archive of your brain and say, you know what, there's a deeper purpose behind this, you know, whether it's your family or a legacy that you want to leave, whatever that might be for you, it's going to be different for everybody. But you need to have a good grasp on what your why is. And if you want to learn how to find that, you should definitely look up some of Simon Sinek's stuff. But I said your what as well, because I believe that you don't even really have to look as deep as your why is for most of the scenarios that you uh, run into. I don't know about you guys, but for me, my why, it is a really deep emotional part of me. So when I look at my why, it's something that makes me really think. It makes me really introspective and not really as productive because I don't really want to take a bunch of time to think about something that makes me feel that deep about life and stuff. So I just remember my what. A what could be something super simple, just the amount of money that you're going to make on this deal or the how this product or service or whatever that you're providing is going to help your customer do better in, in their life, in their workout practices, whatever it may be. So you're having a good understanding of your what and your why. You have to be convinced of those things. Now, this is a really, really big one. You have to be convinced of the worst case scenario principle. If you can grasp this, this will immediately help your ability to overcome rejection because the worst case scenario principle says that the only way to really make sure that you lose in a situation is to not ask. Okay, so let's say your favorite celebrity walks by, your favorite singer or musician or actor or actress walks by, and you really want to get a picture with them. And if you ask, there are two possible outcomes. Number one, they say yes, and you get a picture with them. Or number two, they say no, and you don't get a picture with them. But if you don't ask, I can guarantee that you will 100% not get a picture with them because I guarantee that they're not going to go offer to take a picture, okay? So you're in the same situation regardless of if you asked and they said no or if you didn't ask to begin with. And I would even argue that if they say no, you just got a little bit better at asking and did something out of your comfort zone, so you made yourself better, okay? You only have things to gain if you ask. So number one, conviction. You got to be convinced of all those things, the product, your service, your what, your why. You got to be convinced of the worst case scenario in order to be able to ask, okay? So number two is consistency, You got to ask a lot, okay? This is probably the most difficult part of this process because this is where you'll probably go through the most rejection. You're in the learning phase. This is the part of the process where you'll need to make up in numbers what you lack in skill. So for instance, I've done a lot of door-to-door sales in my day and every time I bring out a new rep on the doors, 
I really want that person to perform just as well as I do that day. Okay, so if I'm training a brand new door-to-door sales rep, somebody that literally has done no sales before, you took them from being a barista at Starbucks and now they're knocking doors. And I want them to have a sale that day and I wanna have a sale that day. The bottom line is that they're gonna have to knock on a lot more doors than I will because they've never done it before and I've done it a lot. So during this time, this consistency phase, you have to make up in numbers, what you lack in skill. And during this time, you need to focus on all the yeses instead of the noes because you will get yeses. It's a numbers game. Someone will say yes, okay? But the only reason that you need to remember any of the noes is to learn from them. So focus on the yeses because what you focus on is what you attract more of, okay? So number one is conviction. Number two, consistency. And lastly, confidence. Number three is confidence. You have to ask the right way a lot. This is by far the most important part of the process. And I left it for last because I want this to be the last thing that you think about when you're done listening. Imagine your confidence level is like a bank account. The more confidence that you have in your account, the better you are at asking and getting the result that you want. So your only job is to make sure that your confidence account is full at all times. Listen, every time you get rejected, there's a withdrawal from that account. I don't care who you are. I can guarantee that Tim Ferriss's confidence account took a few hits when he was writing that book and got rejected by some of those people that he really looked up to and admired and respected. But luckily, there are a lot of ways to deposit into that account. And that's kind of what I want to leave you with to think about. The first way is to get better. The more you learn and practice what you're doing, the more you raise the level of confidence in your account. It's just that simple. Remember to never stop educating yourself. Look, formal education can make you a living, but self-education can make you a fortune. So get better because that's going to help you deposit more into that confidence account. Okay, so number two is get more yeses. While every time you get rejected takes a hit on your account, every time you get the yes, You make a deposit in that account, okay? So the key here is to mitigate that withdrawal by doing the first two things that we talked about, by having the consistency and by having the conviction. If you can implement those two things, then that withdrawal is gonna be a little bit less every single time. You'll still always have a withdrawal. Your goal is just to make it as little as possible. And then when you focus on those yeses, that makes those yeses even bigger deposits than the no's make withdrawals. So number one, get better Number two, get more yeses. And then lastly, and most importantly, the number one way to grow your confidence account. If you have not gotten anything from this so far, this is the thing to listen to. The number one way to grow your confidence account is to keep the promises that you make to yourself. You are not who you are. You are who you believe yourself to be. And every time that you go back on your own word to yourself, you subtract your belief in you. Every time you keep a promise that you've made to yourself, you add to that belief. Okay, so this could be in anything in life, not just in your business or in your sales practice. Okay, if you say that you're going to get up early, do it. If you say you're going to fast for three days, do it. If you say you're going to read a book a week, do it. There's no faster or more efficient way to gain self-confidence than to do that. So have conviction. You have to ask. Be consistent. You got to ask a lot and be confident. You got to ask the right way a lot. Well, that's all for today's show. Thank you so much for tuning in. You might hear my guests and I talk a lot about masterminds on the show. They are literally what I attribute most of the new quality relationships in my life to. So if this is something that you are interested in at all, which it should be, 
then hit me up and let's chat to see if you would be a good fit for my mastermind, Build Your Network Alpha. Just shoot an email over to Travis at buildyournetwork.co and let's talk about it. Have a fantastic rest of your day and remember to leave every relationship better than you found it.